Hello, everybody. It's your girl, Carmelita, and I want to welcome you to Purity to Purpose. Here on Purity to Purpose, I want to show you what it looks like to have a relationship with the invisible yet real God. I'm going to show you these things through my personal testimonies, as well as Bible study devotionals. I'm so passionate about this because I remember growing up and not enjoying church. I remember growing up and not having an understanding of what it looked like to have a relationship with God. I remember not fully understanding him. So now it is my hope and my desire to bring clarity and wisdom to you. So I ask you to bring your hope and your faith as well as your doubts as we talk about what it looks like to have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. Hello, everybody. It's your girl, Carmelita, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of Purity to Purpose. So today, we're going to start day two of our Bible study plan titled, The Power of Words. And day two reads, Growing up, the third child out of four, my father was very worried about how I would survive in the big, wide world. I wore my heart on my sleeve, and he was convinced life would crush me. I had to be better equipped, so he teased me to toughen me up, and it worked. I could come up with the clever put-downs with the best of them. I learned how to shut down my feelings and to put on the mask of confidence. But just stop for a minute and think about what happens when clever repartee and one-upmanship are flying around the room. I can tell you, I began my career in commercial radio news. A newsroom was not for the faint-hearted. The wit flowed, one biting barb after another, each potentially finding its hidden mark piercing someone's external armor going straight to their heart. But could you see the damage? Of course not. We all tried to out-tough the next one. We were inflicting death, not life. But we thought ourselves so clever. Question, what environments or people flick a switch inside you, leading you to let loose that damaging tongue? How might you address this behavior? Prayer. Creator God, I do not want to speak death through my mouth. I want to affirm life. Give me the courage to look deep inside at the feelings and emotions that trigger bad behaviors and damaging words and help me to keep trying as this is important. So the scripture that we're reading today is in Proverbs 18.21. It's a very familiar scripture, especially for ones who have been looking into scriptures or Bible study plans that deal with the power of our words. And it's in Proverbs 18.21, and this is the message version. It says, words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. So I love that this devotional gave this example of how this individual's work environment made it very easy for them to fall into this type of a behavior. I think oftentimes we don't think so much about 
the environments that we put ourselves in and how those environments can make it easier for us to let down our guard. It makes me think about the scripture in 1 Corinthians 15.33 that talks about bad associations spoil useful habits. And the scripture actually starts off by saying, don't be fooled. Because oftentimes we can think, oh, well, that's my friend, or oh, I'm strong enough to handle this environment or this situation. Ones who may have struggled with addiction to alcohol, the last thing you want to do is go to a bar because it's only going to make you feel more comfortable drinking. The people who are in the bar, are they going to have an issue with you drinking? If that's an addiction that you have, the likelihood is no. Whether they know about your addiction or not, the likelihood is no. When you think about ones who may think listening to certain music or watching certain TV shows or movies, it doesn't matter that you watch those things because, oh, I know that they're not real. Oh, it's just entertainment. But the thing is, is that those things can put and plant seeds within you that can then create the ability for you to get lax on certain behaviors and certain um, characteristics that may come out within you prior. I think about Old Testament Carmelita and some of the things that I have to be really careful about because God speaks to me through music. I have to be very, very intentional about the music that I listen to. Television shows and things, movies, eh, I mean, I definitely know some can trigger me, but what can really trigger me, what can really get to me is music, and the reason why is because, and I think that, you know, this is something, I don't know if anyone under the sound of my voice has had this situation, however, I would definitely, um, you know, I'm feeling the Holy Spirit is saying we all need to pay attention to music, because If it's a song that you know, what happens? You start singing it. The words start to come out of your mouth. You may, with a television show or a movie, after you've watched it enough, have been able to recite the words. Maybe you can even, you know, those things can can get into your spirit because you've heard it so many times in other areas. However, I really am feeling a deep conviction in this moment um, from the Holy Spirit that we need to really think about the music that we listen to. Because like I said, if it's a song that you know, if it's a song that you learn, if it's a song that you appreciate. I know for me, I used to listen to songs, not even necessarily paying attention to the words, but I just like the beat. Love the beat. Because I like the beat. I was going to listen to the song, but I was thinking about a song that I used to listen to and it came on my, it, it, I have a, a playlist, hadn't listened to in, gosh, six or seven years, a song came up and this song, a very popular musician, a female musician, and she was talking in this song about her and her friends going out to a club and all the different things that they were doing at this club and the reason that they ended up in this club is because she was dating a guy who wasn't paying her attention and so as a result she was going to go out to the club and her and her friends were going to have a lot of drinks and they were going to basically 
dance with whatever man they wanted to dance with. They were going to do whatever they wanted to do, whether that meant them ending up back at home with a guy. Like, all these, I'm not going to go into the entire gist of the song, but you get where I'm going with it. Now, imagine a woman who is married listening to a song like that. A woman who was in a committed relationship listening to a song like that. A woman who may have experienced infidelity in the past. A woman who may be in a relationship where she's feeling as if she's not um, getting the intention that she would desire or want. Now, none of those are my situation. However, if I were to listen to those songs, there are moments and times that maybe my husband might not give me the attention that I feel like I deserve in that moment or I want in that moment. And so then therefore that song and those lyrics could come back to mind and have planted a seed within me to make me start to think, oh, well, maybe that is what he's doing. Maybe he did do that. Maybe he is doing that. Maybe he is thinking that. Now, some may think, oh my goodness, girl, that is so far-fetched. But I promise you, words matter. They matter. Even when you're listening to a song and you get to sing in those songs, you are speaking those words out of your mouth. They are planting seeds in your life. Now, let's look at it from the flip side. And I'm going to give you a personal example and a testimony today. I, right now, am currently in a season of life that I am doing a lot. Doing a lot, dealing with a lot. These are all great things that I'm dealing with. These are all blessings. And I've prayed prior to putting myself into all of these different situations. So I know I'm in a God season. However, there are moments and times that it can be slightly overwhelming. And because I know I'm in a God season, I don't always know when to stop. I don't always know when to pause. I don't always know what it looks like to get help, to ask for help, to delegate things out. That's not always necessarily something that I immediately think of because I prayed and God told me yes on these things. So. After a very long, um, hard week, I had um, class all day today, and literally, I was just, I was exhausted, mentally and emotionally exhausted. Now, spiritually, I was still intact. I was still intact spiritually, and so as a result, I was very careful with the words that I was saying. I was still saying I had a lot to do. I was still not willing to give up on my God-given tasks and assignments. I was still willing to give my all on these things that God has blessed me with and these different opportunities. However, your girl was exhausted. So I said, God, please help. So I said, God, please help after getting off of class and prior to returning a phone call. And literally that phone call turned into a prayer. As I was being prayed for unbeknownst to me, my husband walks up beside me. So I opened my eyes after me and my friend finished praying and said amen. And then what happens? My husband comes. 
and he prays for me. And then he and I get done praying. And then shortly thereafter, my mother-in-law, which my mother-in-law, what I call her, my mother-in-law, um, my mother-in-law, she reached out. She sent me the sweetest message with encouragement in the scripture. Literally, my prayer, my simple, small prayer, those words, God sprung into action. I asked him to help and he did. He sent me three people in a very short span of time to help me. And so now, unlike how I was feeling a good, what, six hours ago, seven hours ago? Because I'm recording this in the evening, by the way, in case you didn't know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm not feeling anything like I was earlier. I'm feeling fine. I'm feeling replenished. Now what I am going to do is still be mindful because I think we have to be mindful of rest. I used to have uh, Sabbaths. My Sabbath day used to always be every Saturday. And this season that has had to shift. And so now I've had to, and and this was the same thing whenever I was, um, you know, in a busier season of my life before when I was in school, I would have to have Sabbath moments. So Sabbath hours, Sabbath afternoons, depending upon the day, maybe a Sabbath uh, car ride in between appointments. Um, You know, you have to fit it in where you can. I have still always felt the most comfortable spending my mornings with God. So whenever I first get up, whether it's bright and early in the morning at 5.30, like it is during the week, or if it happens to be later in the day because I have the opportunity to sleep in, whatever it is, I always start my day with God. Always. Before I jump into anything else, you know, television-wise, anything, anything else, leaving the house. If I do have to leave the house, then I'll make sure and listen to it on my drive. But I'll always make sure that I'm spending time with God. And I'm sharing this because I think that's something that we need to always be mindful of is before we jump into anything in our day, spend time with God. Because if you don't, you will not be able to give your best. We're going to have struggles and we're going to have times where we don't always do the best or do what we would like to say that we could do. I'm not always the best version of Carmelita. However, I am a better version of Carmelita because I spend time with God first thing. So I just want to just challenge you. Your words have power and whether it's good or bad, I think we need to be mindful of how our words shape our lives. And I'm going to reread the question. What environments or people flick a switch inside you, leading you to let loose that damaging tongue? How might you address this behavior? I want to just say it from another perspective of what environments lead you to not let loose that damaging tongue? Because I think it's definitely something that we should we should look at as well. Like both sides of the coin. Today, my quick prayer, God help me, put me in an environment with three different people who were there to minister to me. I wasn't 
My tongue wasn't damaging in those situations and neither was theirs. God allowed my words to minister to my soul in such a way that I needed, I needed it. Like if I could tell you guys, if I, if I could put in the words or emotions, how I was feeling earlier, you would, you would think you, you wouldn't even believe me. I'm sure you may not believe me due to the fact of how I sound now, but I just beg you, take my word for it. If you're finding it hard to believe me as you're listening to my voice, that right there is nothing but a testimony. All glory to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the three angels that you sent my way today. I thank you, God, for allowing me to have the awareness of mine that in moments like that, I had nothing. I had nothing that I could give. However, that didn't mean I couldn't pray to you because when we have nobody, when we feel like our backs are against the wall, we always got you, God. So I thank you. I ask you, Father, just to help us to continue to be aware and mindful of our of our words as your um, your scripture brought out to us today when it talked about our words when it said in proverbs eighteen twenty one that our words can kill or that they can give life they can either bring poison or fruit but that it's a choice that we can make that we have to make it's not a choice that you're going to make for us you've given us the amazing gift of free will heavenly father but that free will can go both ways. So God, I just ask you to help your children and everyone under the sound of my voice to be able to be more mindful, to be able to be more intentional, and to be able to see you in moments, to lean on you in those moments, God. Oftentimes we we feel like we can lean on our on our own understanding, lean on ourselves, lean on prior um, successes in different seasons that we're no longer in. You've leveled us up and you've brought us out of those seasons. Maybe we were a baby Christian and at one point, God, we didn't have to do the things that you're requiring us to do now. So God, I just ask you for self-awareness, self-awareness for us to be able to see ourselves the way that you see us, for us to be able to see the seasons more clearly that we're in so that we can live up to that, God, so we can step up to the plate, live up to the challenge, and then be able to move up. Because we know, God, that as you bring us higher and higher, there is a purpose for it. You're bringing us higher and higher, God, because you have more and greater influence for us. Because you have more souls tied to us, God. Because you have more individuals. You have a greater level of work and anointing on us, God. You have a greater assignment in our future. But we can't reach that assignment until we pass this test in this season. So Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for helping your children to have a better understanding and appreciation of their words. God, I just thank you. I ask you to forgive us and correct us and direct us in those moments and those seasons when our humanity comes through. In those moments and those seasons when we don't quite realize or remember at the right time or before the damage is done. So God, I just ask you to continue to help us to have mercy on ourselves as you give us mercy and grace. In your son Christ Jesus' name we pray, amen. 
RA family. I thank you so much for sticking in with me today. Um, And I look forward to talking to you tomorrow when we talk about day three of our Bible study plan, The Power of Words.